You are listening to the SLP Happy Hour Podcast. We are a podcast that discusses the reality of being a working SLP with a dash of happy hour thrown in. Our goal is to help you find more happiness in your life and career. Today's topic, chilling out this winter break. We've asked you for advice and stories that we can share on today's podcast for how to do less and relax more this time of year and your favorite holiday traditions. How do you keep things civil in your family? How do you keep the stress out of holiday shopping? I don't know, but I'm Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Sari. And if you like this topic and the kinds of topics that we chat about on this podcast, you are going to love our newsletter and freebies vault. And you can sign up for both of those by subscribing at www.slphappyhour.com slash newsletter. And as always, the link will be in the show notes and we will catch you there. And if you love the podcast, please take time to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you rate us, please write a review about what to expect on this podcast so that new SLPs can find us and listen in. And now on to the show. So I, I wanted to start by uh, just letting you all know how we're doing today um, with something that's adding to our happiness or taking away from our happiness. Uh, we, we go back and forth each week. I'm the what's up. Sari is the what's down. Who should go first this week? Um, I, I will go first because we always like to start with the what's down and it's definitely my turn. Um, and what's down for me this week is a holiday and uh, just seasonal temptations, which Uh, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I think I am a sugar addict, and when I start, when I open my door to something sweet, it's very hard for me to stop. So this time of year is very dangerous for me, (laughs) and uh, so that's my what's down is I've got to steer clear from all the sweets and goodies that I want to eat. And don't you have a family member who's like a pastry chef? Yes, she's amazing. Yes. Did you know you have never shared her cooking, her cookies with me? You've just eaten (laughs) them and then complained about it. (laughs) That's true. true. Maybe I'll have to ask her to make a special batch for SLP Happy Hour. So I will try my best to lift us up. What's up for me is I just started an Instagram account with my sister. So instead of, we've been like doing direct messages on Instagram for a long time, but now we have an account that's just us. We don't follow anybody except each other. And I know it seems kind of odd because you're like, oh, can't you just DM each other photos and stuff? But um, it's really nice to see things in our feed that's just from the other person and then to log on to the account and just see pictures that are hers or just see pictures that are mine. So right now um, we're doing like food pictures and workout pictures because we're both trying to get, you know, healthier together. So it's kind of like a food diary because Mm. we've been reading some research that like if you, you know, track your food, whether it's through photos or writing it down, um, you will make healthier choices. So we just started that up. Um, Of course, it's a funny time of year to do it, but uh, that is my what's up. I'm really enjoying sharing that with her and even just like seeing pictures of what, what she's up to. Is that more motivating to have someone else that totally. is on board and accountable with you? A hundred percent. I mean, that's that's really why we started it. Yeah. My sister-in-law and I, the pastry chef, <laughs> <laughs> um, we both uh, work out together and, and uh, try to try to monitor our nutrition together, but mostly we just plan those workouts. And it's so much more motivating if someone else is doing it with you, at least for me. Yeah, it's it's totally the same idea. 
And now we are into the meat of our topic for today, which is often we share a lesson gone wrong today because um, we're looking into winter break and the holidays. We are sharing a winter break gone wrong or a holiday gone wrong story. And uh, Sari's got a good one for us about being forgotten. (laughs) My mom is going to be horrified that I shared this story on the podcast, but it's such a good story and it's such a classic winter break thing gone wrong. So it happened back when I was in middle school and I was part of a play and maybe you're familiar with it. It's called The Best Christmas Pageant Ever Mm -hmm. and it's a story about a group of kids who are kind of rough and tumble um, kids who uh, take part in a Christmas pageant, and they're they're kind of punk kids. And I played one of these. I played the youngest one, who ends up getting the part of the angel of the Lord. Um, and <laughs> I had to go to the opening night dressed up. I with like makeup smudged on my face, so I looked dirty. My hair a mess, so I looked uh, messy and dirty. And and I wore clothes that were kind of askew and groungy looking. And Uh, My family just wanted to keep dinner simple, and we went out to Taco Bell with um, some friends who were also in the play, and we ate dinner, and I got up and went to the bathroom and came back out, and everyone was gone. (laughs) I'm like already laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And... Um, so you can imagine, I, I was at first I was just kind of baffled, like, where is everybody? And I'll, I'll just tell you guys now before I go into the rest of it, my mom thought that I had gotten a ride with my friend, who was also in the play, and the friends, of course, thought that I was with my mom, and I mean, it happened all the time, I would just go with my friend, so it was an easy mistake to make. Um, so... <laughs> I step. I remember looks like just stepping outside the door. It was pitch black outside. It's winter, right? And I knew it wasn't safe for me to walk in the city streets to get to the um, where we were having the play. Um, so that was back when we had to memorize phone numbers, and I did have the director's phone number memorized. I, th- I think my parents had only just gotten a cell phone, and um, or maybe they didn't even have one because I remember the director's phone number. Anyway, regardless, I went up to the Taco Bell <laughs> counter and asked the lady to use the phone. Well, she took one look at me in my ragamuffin outfit with my dirty clothes and dirty face, and she said no. She wouldn't let me use the phone. Yes. So now I was pretty scared. I didn't know what to do, but I f- figured at some point my parents <laughs> would realize I was missing. <laughs> So I just sat down and hoped I would make the play in time and and just waited. And eventually, as luck would have it, another dad and his daughter, who was also in the play, came into Taco Bell and saw me just sitting there. Did you tell them you were forgotten? Yes, I did. I was like, my mom left without me. Um, So, But this is kind of a funny twist on it because my parents had always taught me don't take a ride with strangers. And I didn't know this girl very well, and I didn't know her dad very well. And he offered to drive me to the church, and I straight up said, no, I'm not supposed to ride with strangers. <laughs> so you're still stuck. So, um, But he was good. He was like, well, do you want to call someone? I said, yes, but they won't let me use the phone. So he walked up, and he made them let me use the phone. And then the even funnier part was the director set up someone to come and pick me up who I'd never met either, who was a complete stranger, but I was perfectly fine going with this stranger woman because the director said it was okay. Then 
than the strange man that I didn't know, <laughs> even though his daughter I knew, kind of. So anyway, we I got back. The play was great. Um, my mom, I, I just want to give her a shout out because I know she's she still carries a lot of mom guilt around about this night. And to me, it has always just kind of been a funny story of an adventure that happened. And I think it shows, in a way, the good job that my parents did in teaching me about safety and about problem solving and to stay calm in these types of situations. So I, in many ways, it's a, it's a shows that you did a good job, mom. So don't, don't feel bad about it anymore. And, and I hope there are other moms out there who can relate. I think moms have such a hard job and it's so easy to carry that guilt around and feel bad about some not doing something or, or doing something that you think you shouldn't have. But if you love and care for your children to the and make decisions that you think will be the best for them, then you are doing an awesome job. So shout out to moms and shout out to mine. And, and I hope that story made you smile. That is an awesome story. I absolutely cannot beat that story. <laughs> that is such a good story. I love that story. Uh, okay, so let's see. What do I have? So my holiday story gone wrong involves a frozen turkey. So you probably know how this is going to go, which is um, every year my grandparents made the turkey, but one year my mom, it's okay, mom. It's not a big deal. It was your first time. Um <laughs> decided she was going to make the turkey. It came from the store frozen. She took it out of the fridge, took the plastic off the outside, put it in the oven. It came time for dinner time. It was still completely frozen. And then there's like bags of like guts and like there was even like a paper that had the directions. It was like a plasticky paper that was still on the inside. And that was the, I think it was Christmas. So uh, that was the Christmas that we had stuffing and yams for dinner. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think it's a, it's a pretty honest mistake. Yeah. Uh, you know, how often do you cook a whole giant turkey? And when it's your first time, it's your first time. Yeah. That's, that is a totally real and relatable story. At least, uh, at least she didn't try to microwave it. <laughs> no, no, no. SLP Happy Hour is sponsored by the Informed SLP. As speech-language pathologists, we depend upon good research to serve our clients well. We strive to use evidence-based practice. But how much time do we really have to search for new evidence? Reading research articles is time-consuming. Let the Informed SLP save you time by finding the research for you. They search all of the top speech-language pathology journals each month looking for the articles that are highly relevant to your daily practice. They provide you with plain language summaries of the most clinically applicable research. It's how smart SLPs do EBP. Join now at theinformedslp.com slash slphappyhour and enter the code slphappyhour at checkout for 50% off of your first three months. Well, um, speaking of mistakes uh, for this winter break, I have a little bit of SLP wisdom, um, which is kind of related to making mistakes. And, and it's, it's related to that phrase of faking it 
until you make it. And I, I just today saw this video that Karamo Brown from Queer Eye posted. We love Queer Eye. We do love Queer Eye. We're like obsessed <laughs> with Queer Eye. If you guys would like us to start a spinoff podcast that's just like drinking wine and talking about Queer Eye, please let us know because <laughs> yes. we would love to do that. <laughs> we would love to provide that for you. <laughs> Um, well, back to Karamo. So he he posted this short video where he's he addressed that term fake it till you make it and I want you to think have you ever been told that? Uh, CFs isn't this a mantra that you're given starting out your first year as an SLP because I know I was told that exact line and I thought about it often during that first year just fake it till you make it well Karamo called this mantra out for causing extra anxiety and stress, and he suggested that rather than faking it till we make it, we ask for help until we make it. It's okay to be vulnerable and ask for help. Faking it till you make it isn't fair to you. It gives you undue pressure to pretend to be something that you're not, and it's okay to not have everything figured out. And honestly, who knows if we ever will. We so, won't. We know. We won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> So Maybe you will. <laughs> throw away that mantra. Let's get rid of it and ask for help until you make it. Build up the skills and the confidence that you need with the community around you rather than isolating yourself to a world of pressure and anxiety where you feel you're not being genuine or real about where you're at right now. Preach. <laughs> Love that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I don't like the fake it till you make it because... Uh, it's not a, it's also not a very vulnerable place to be. And I feel like what makes us good clinicians, uh, for example, uh, Sarah, you and I were just at lunch and I told you, I was like, you know, we we're talking about, uh, lateral lisps. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mm, I don't know what I'm doing with lateral lisps. <laughs> like, I, I think I just told you, like, I'm not good at that, but you know what, since I know I'm not good at it, I had just taken a class about it. Right. And, and how to get better and you know, I, I'll read articles about how to get better. So I think the fake it till you make it is the sort of like fake bravado and confidence. Mm -hmm. And we're actually stronger clinicians if we uh, are more self-aware, know our strengths and weaknesses, so we can work on them too. You're here. Okay. So we are back to kind of, we wanted to transition to you know some holiday topics and winter break topics today uh we just have two shows for you this month and then we're going to take a little break so uh we wanted to share a holiday tradition that brings us happiness and if you have any of your own that you would like to share we would love to hear them at slphappyhour.com slash contact because we do love hearing from you um sorry what's a tradition you have in your family or with your friends? Well, something that uh, my family does every year is scrambled eggs on Christmas Eve. And that is just... Like for the dinner or for, for the dinner? Yep. Uh, somehow, oh. somewhere it started, my mom just wanted to keep Christmas Eve dinner simple and she would make scrambled eggs and that's what we would eat. And it has just carried on literally for years and the family will always get together on Christmas Eve and whoever's hosting will make scrambled eggs. Sometimes it's fancy. Sometimes it's just plain old basic scrambled eggs with salt and pepper. And and we love it. And I just love that simplicity and, and the family bonding time uh, with that tradition. 
And let's see, mine is uh, something that I enjoy doing in the winter is our like local city park takes a parking lot and like puts, you know, water and ice over it and creates a skating rink with a canopy on top and you know they play music it's super fun it's fairly inexpensive to go and so going ice skating in the winter it's outdoors they have a little stand with hot cocoa and uh it's something that I kind of forget about until winter rolls around and every time I do it I'm I'm not a great ice skater or a particularly confident ice skater but every time I do it I'm like you know this is like a really fun, simple pleasure that I'm going to remember for a while. So that is my uh, holiday tradition that is bringing me some <laughs> happiness right now. Are you a good ice skater, No, Sarah? not at all. <laughs> it's just fun. Do you do it every year? Like once or twice. Okay, that, yeah. is, that is neat. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is fun, and I'm with you. I, I'm not the best ice skater, but I sure enjoy going. I'm an excellent hula hooper. Oh. And I'm a fairly good roller skater. Oh, okay. But, oh, too bad we don't have a roller skating rink anymore. <laughs> yeah. But ice skating, it's quite difficult to balance, and it's hard on your ankles. And so we've been talking about all of these things that bring us happiness during uh, the winter season, um, but there's also a lot of busy things that uh, bring some craziness to this time of year. So we're going to share some advice now on how to chill out this winter break. And Sarah has reached out to our listeners, to you, uh, our wonderful audience, and also some SLP friends for advice and stories for how to get through this hectic time of year. And we received a few really wonderful tips that we can't wait to share. So the first tip involves, uh, holiday shopping. So first I wanted to ask, I wanted to say like for me, I really dislike shopping. I try to not shop at all. Um, And I try to buy gifts way ahead of time because that last minute stresses me out. I don't know. How do you do your shopping? Do you do gifts? And uh, I do do gifts and I I try to do online a lot of the time, but mm-hmm. I there's a few shops that have sweet like stocking scuff, stuffer things that I do like that I usually make a tradition to go to every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really what our first tip is about. It's um, Nikki from Teach Speech 365. She's on social media, and we she's our friend from Instagram. And she says, as far as slowing down, I do the majority of my holiday shopping online because I hate crowds at the mall and at stores. I agree with you, Nikki. If we travel, I try my best to keep my toddler's routine the same as at home with some flexibility, of course. I also try to keep up with workouts as much as I'm able. Yeah, here's to that. That's a good way to address the holiday sweets is to keep up with the workout routine, too. But I love the idea of online shopping. You know, have you ever tried just general grocery shopping online? I've heard a lot of people do that. No, I haven't. No, I've never done it. Because I'm I'm just not a big fan of shopping in general, so that's a good option, but especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our second tip is from our good friend Shannon Werbeckis of Speechy Musings. And hers is about... Uh, selecting a focus for a winter break. And so she says that she will set an intention for each day. Sometimes her focus is on family or relaxation or even catch up on work. Um, And she said that she finds that just by choosing one thing each day, she can avoid feeling overwhelmed while still feeling focused on something meaningful. 
Um, she, she also noted that she had to remind herself frequently that the point of winter break isn't maximum productivity <laughs> and taking that pressure off does help her out too. Oh my gosh. That's me. That's totally me. It's like, how many <laughs> things can I check off my list? Right. I think millennials, especially we did an episode on millennials a while back, um, have this tendency to feel like even during break times, we need to maximize our efficiency and our productivity. And that's not what breaks are for. <laughs> Yes. And we have to remind ourselves of that. Yes. Um, So Catherine, who's a lovely listener of ours, shared a holiday tradition called Secret Sibling that sounds really fun. Uh, She says, I have four children, and rather than having them buy something for each one of their siblings, they draw a name that's a secret sibling, and they get gifts for three days before Christmas, and then a bigger gift on Christmas Day. Uh, It's and then there's a price limit. She does $10 a day for the three before Christmas and $25 for Christmas Day. And they love it. And I love that idea because mm-hmm. it really builds a holiday anticipation. Uh, there's a mystery element, which adds a lot of fun. And uh, it's a great way to involve kids in the holiday routine. Mm-hmm. My family does uh, something similar with with my siblings and my parents and um, like my nieces and we will do a name drawing on in November and then everybody will buy a present for that one person rather than get everybody a gift which does add up and is does add a lot more stress so I think that's a great idea to simplify things and still connect the family in that gift giving process. So Sari, how do you recharge? We, we have some feedback from listeners and from our speech friends online um, during winter holidays. What do you do? So winter holidays for me are especially difficult because uh, of what I call birthday season. <laughs> it seems oh, like yeah. every other person in my family has a birthday this time of year, and there's tons of family get-togethers. So one thing that I try to do during this time of year is turn down invitations, to be honest. I I have a tendency to overbook myself. And uh, what I need to do is set boundaries with that. So if a friend does call and ask if I'm available to meet on a weekend, I have learned that I need for myself to turn these invitations down this time of year because I could easily overextend and overbook myself during this already busy and stressful time of year. And if I don't have that downtime to myself, I will burn myself out really quickly. I like how that's almost um, just a, an across-the-board rule, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like every time you get an invitation, it's the stress of like, should I accept it? Should I not accept it? It's, you know, this is the birthday season. The birthday season's for family, and I turn down friend invitations. Yeah. <laughs> some some I'll take, but for the most part, if just knowing that there's so many social get-together, and yes, it is my family, but it's still a social get-together, and, and I have kind of a limit uh, Mm -hmm. max capacity before I get burned out on those things and and need a reset. So what do you do, Sarah, to recharge during winter break? Hmm. Um, For me, I have really over the years whittled down the presents I give. I don't really do presents for friends. Uh, I actually have quite a small family, so I don't need to buy very many presents. And that has reduced my stress a lot. Um, I don't do Christmas cards or holiday letters. And I think if those kinds of things make you happy, you should totally do it. But for years, I've just felt this pressure like, 
I should do it and then I would start and not have time to finish and it would be this whole thing. So the year that I was like, I'm not going to write holiday letters, it just felt like such a relief. So that is one thing that I, you know, stopped doing and stopped feeling guilty about. Uh, but I do try to send thank you notes. I, I love thank you notes. I love snail mail. I love stationery. Um, I don't go to a lot of social events. I try to focus on family but, you know, it's hard and like everyone else, uh, I feel frazzled around this time of year. And to be totally honest, I feel like it starts in the fall. Like, I feel like <laughs> I feel like this the, the frazzled period sort of like starts in the fall and like ends after New Year's, um, <laughs> at least for like me and my schedule and what what kind of happens. So for me, this is the the final push before I get a, a little uh, break from the busyness. So do you kind of set precedence with like with your family? Do you let them know ahead of time? Hey, just so you know, I need to cut back on presents this year or I'm going to cut back on presents this year. No, I just did it over a period of years and like stopped giving to certain people and they stopped giving to me. (laughs) I was never as direct about it as I should have been probably. Um, But yes, I actually do give gifts to family. I don't give gifts to friends. Mm, Yeah. Okay. That's a good line to draw. And since we're talking about the holidays, I I thought before we say goodbye, it would be sort of fun to talk about uh, a gift that we're hoping to get for the holidays or a fun gift or experience we would want. And so for me, most of you know that uh, in the coming year, I will, you know, knock on wood, be adopting a child. So I just want like everything cute for kids. (laughs) That's like, that's what I want for if someone is going to give me a gift, give me an awesome like book or outfit or toy or something super cool for my future child. Mm -hmm. And I will love that. Um, How about you, Sarah? That's really sweet. Um, I have always been a quality time person and I think the best gift would, would be like a nice dinner out or, or snowshoeing with my friend, Sarah, who's <laughs> during that? this winter break. So never heard of her. <laughs> um, those types of things are, are what I love to do. They bring me so much joy. So any, anything like that would, would make me happy this winter break. And that's what we have for this episode. We hope you have a relaxing and wonderful holiday season. Uh, we're wishing you all the goodness and joy and light and happiness that this season has to offer. Did you like this episode? Remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. In your review, take a minute to let potential new listeners know what to expect from the podcast and why you listen. If you want to connect with us, visit slphappyhour.com or find us on social media as slphappyhour. And if you like this episode, you are going to love our newsletter where we send out occasional updates about work, life, and happiness. You'll also get access to our freebies vault. Sign up on our homepage or at www.slphappyhour.com newsletter, and we'll link it up in the show notes. To complement this episode, we'll be sending out a winter bucket list so you can have more fun and enjoy the season just a little bit more, and that is only available to newsletter subscribers, so sign up to access that freebie and more. And if you're already on our newsletter list, you will get that emailed to you very soon as well. We hope that this has been a slice of an SLP happy hour for you. We've enjoyed recording it. Until next time.